Hi, I'm Joanne Dicknair, Meemaw, with It's Storytime, Meemaw, and answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for Kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Everything to do with dirt today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Yes, freedom has everything to do with dirt. And that 
was the United States of America's Army Field Band, and that was recorded in 2017. And I would point out it has over 17,548,000 views on YouTube, and that's all very recently if you think about it. So let that sink in a minute, okay? That was the United States Army's field band. And did you hear the pure, I mean, absolutely pure Christian message and a double bill, a double amen, a glorious double amen at the end of that particular piece. I mean, you, you just can't, I mean, I really am so encouraged really to hear that. Go ahead. You're on the other mic. Um, <laughs> I said it's a beautiful song. It came from the abolitionists during the Civil War. Yeah. And so as I was, you know, obviously thinking about that in so many different ways, let me tell you why. So my father loved that song. I mean, he loved that song. And if you grew up in the Dillmore household on the 4th of July weekend, we had a big, what was called a Magnavox stereo hi-fi that was as big as TVs were back then. It was a great big console thing. And it had a sixth record changer changer on it that would hold six albums. And he would load up that song with about six other John Philip Sousa greats. <laughs> and we would hear it all over the house starting at about seven o'clock in the morning. So when I listen to that this morning, I mean, what it means to be in our generation, right? We're in our generation. And clearly, if there's 17,500,000 views, the love of Christ in America is still evident. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got a long way to go, but oh my goodness, is that not clear? I mean, could it not be a more Christian message <laughs> that then comes at the end of that song? It's a beautiful song. It's a shame how they keep trying to change our Christian founding <laughs> and re revise what the truth was. It's amazing. The truth keeps marching on, and mm -hmm. it will always. Yes, sir. <laughs> it just does. And so... Today's show, as always, is going to be brought to you by the Hebrew letter Shin. I like that letter because it begins the word lily, and, and it also begins the word soil, right? <laughs> Which, that word lily, if you translate it, you could translate it uh, rejoice as much as you could translate it lily. In other words, when you look at the thing, it's a trumpet. I mean, and it was kind of designed by God that way to, to glory, and so as, right, in the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. Well, that passage, I'm just guessing, came from the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, where lilies are mentioned actually three times, and lilies quite clearly of the valleys, right? The richest soil, if I don't know if you've ever thought about this, obviously John Bunyan did, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but the richest soil is in the valleys. And the reason it is, is it's a broken up topsoil that came off the hills and it came off the mountains. And so, you know, as we think about that, Jesus taught it in his parable of the soils. Now, I never noticed it in Mark chapter four when he's talking about the parable of the soils and he's explaining it to his disciples. disciples he is said to them, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand all the parables? In other words, the parable of the soil is sort of a meta parable. In other words, in order to understand other word pictures, you need to understand this word picture. 
And this word picture is telling you very clearly in the parable of soils that your soil has got to be broken up. It can't have rocks. It can't have weeds, right? That it needs to be plowed soil. And the idea, if actually, if you think about it, is that when we end up in the valley of humiliation, and I'm hoping that at some point in your life you've been there with me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's what John Bunyan's character, Christian, ended up in the valley of humiliation. Well, humiliation is lower. And so at the very beginning of the second chapter of the Song of Solomon, she says, I'm a rose of Sharon. I'm a lily of the valleys, which is an interesting thing to say because Sharon is in the swamps of Israel, if you were going to look for, so it's a low place and the soil's really good there. And then she says, not I'm a lily of the valley. She says, I'm a lily of the valleys. And, and so you have, you can't help but wonder that's interesting. And he very clearly Solomon did make that plural as if there's going to be more than one. And what is that lily doing down there? Well, the thing of it is, is in the Valley of Humiliation, if you've ever been there, you get broken up. You're, you're, the way you do things gets broken up. And so you're not so sure you got it all figured out anymore. <laughs> and, and quite honestly, if you think about how we get our soil broken up and plowed, it's quite often through difficult circumstances. And, and as we begin to turn to other sources than we've been turning, and we turn to God, then all of a sudden he can plant a seed that he couldn't plant before because the soil was so daggum hard. And we were so on top of the mountain that we thought we had it all figured out. And so when you think about it, you actually have to kind of die to get planted, as it says, in several ways in the Bible. Right? So you got good soil, you got this seed that's obviously going to be us. And as it said in that Battle of Him of the Republic bill, it said, let us die to make men free. Well, there's all sorts of implications of that, that we're to take up our cross daily, right? And, and as we die to ourselves in so many different ways, we have an opportunity to be a lily. In other words, we have a chance to show off all this light and this praise. We look like a trumpet for Christ as we begin to blossom, as we take on the new life of having died. You get the picture? I do. I also would think the lilies would do a good job of attracting the bees to pollinate all oh, the different crop down there. And we've got to die to our sins to be able to see clearly. So the question today I would love for you to call in and share is when did when did you die in recently? Like recently, not I mean we I would love to hear your testimony sure, but when did you die recently end up in the valley of humiliation and then blossomed? We'll be right back. You're listening to the Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.
his truth is marching on, as it says in Psalms 119. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. In other words, that which is truth is built on a foundation, and it can't go anywhere but march on. It really can't. So it's a beautiful thing. And as we're talking about, right, that freedom is all about the dirt and this idea of glory, glory, hallelujah. Believe me, when you think of a lily, they are shouting glory, glory, hallelujah. And those lilies come from soil that has a whole lot of dead matter in it, just saying. <laughs> and in order for us to blossom as lilies with that kind of rejoicing, we have to die to ourselves and, and to get into that good soil, let it get broken up and then blossom for Christ. And so I, I, I was wondering when that might have happened to you recently, and I would love to hear your story at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. But I thought I'd share my own story. Bill, I had a dream the other night, and there's another line in the 119th Psalm, which I memorized and I hold very close to my heart, that says, I remembered your name in the night, O Lord, and kept thy law right? So when I read that originally, I went, yeah, you know, I, I, I know that means dark seasons, but it also means like if you, if in your dream, you want to remember Jesus and you want to invoke prayer in a dream. Like it was just like, and so I started really praying about that. And of course I memorized that verse. And, and, and as I was thinking about it and thinking about it, God started to give me these dreams and I've had lots of them. But just this week, as I was studying this very passage in the second chapter of Song of Solomon, especially the part where his left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me, I was on this trip in a car, being the Christian car guy that I am, and I was had a pastor with me. And he was trying to get to some very important appointment, and he seemed like a really nice guy, and I really liked him, and it was for whatever reason, I really wanted to impress the guy. You know how it is when you're like that? <laughs> so you made sure you did not speak. I didn't speak, run any stop signs. But anyway, I was lost, and I could not, I couldn't find my, there were all these one-way streets, and I couldn't get going down the right street to get wherever it was he was going. And all of a sudden, he turned to me with a little bit different attitude than he had previously, and he said, you are just wasting my time. And when he did as clear as I could tell you, I knew the Holy Spirit says to me in the dream, the Holy Spirit says oh, to me. this is a dream. Okay, I'm catching up now. Okay, in the dream, the Holy Spirit says to me, he is not what you think he is. Tell him what you thought about he, what he just said and see what happens. And I, so I went, okay. So I turned to this guy and I said, you know, it wasn't very kind the way you put that. I'm doing my best to try to help you. And when I did, he turned and his face went from this really nice, sweet guy to this absolute demon. And it's, I mean, it terrified me. It wasn't like I got scared. It was like this chill goes through your body in the night. It woke me out of the dream and, and I'm in sort of this fright, right, as I'm laying in bed and I'm all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just terrified. And, and almost immediately I put my head down on the pillow and I said, your left hand is under my head and your right hand doth embrace me. I said, in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand or pleasures forevermore. Almost. I was just, it's just, it's just, and I was like, yeah, you're here, Jesus. 
I don't have any accusers. What have I got to worry about? And I went right back to sleep. <laughs> I went from total terror. I really did. And, 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 and just almost within a very few moments to, to complete bliss. However, my soil had been broken. In other words, I remember this dream very vividly. I remember the whole incident very vividly. Because in those moments, my, what I thought, what I appeared my life was doing was kind of hard-packed soil. I thought I knew what I was doing. I didn't have Jesus in the car with me. I was, but the next thing I know, the Holy Spirit shows up, shows me this, you see, and immediately my soil got broken up and I was terrified. And that was a really good, you know, for me to be, when you get scared, you think about it, if you turn to the right place, then you got a chance at getting out of this deal. You're looking at me like, well, go ahead. Well, I was what are you thinking? thinking? Yeah, I've done a lot with the homeless over the years, and I came out of the YWCA one day, and there was this nice guy, African-American gentleman, sitting on a bench, and we started talking, and I thought I had met a real brother. I mean, he said all the right things, and he said he needed 20 bucks to be able to stay in the place that he was staying at, the boarding house. Well, I never gave people cash, so we drove all over the place to try and give the money to his landlord. Well, the next day I see this guy, I'm going to Habitat for Humanity, and I see him on the other side of town. Yes, I do all this stuff with him. Well, about a week later, he comes to me with a check, and the check doesn't have his name on it, so he wants it cashed. So long short, in the middle of trying to figure this out, I'm going to head to the police department parking lot because something's just not right. And this guy just transformed like in your dreams and grabbed the stick shift and said, if you go any farther toward the police station, I'm going to rip your transmission out. And I swear, <laughs> I was so rattled. And I, I really wish I'd have had the fortitude to cast out a demon. But there's absolutely no doubt in my mind this guy was possessed. And I had to <laughs> – I've been real careful about putting people in my car since then. <laughs> But right? Yeah. Yeah, you think you're doing something. You know, it gets back to that apart from me. What can you do? So you, you, even though you're doing something you think is good, and even though you think you're doing it right. Well, I didn't pray not, first. Right? That's there what really go. got me was when he got in the car, <laughs> I should have prayed like I did the other two times that I'd gotten him in my car. But yeah. I've always thought about that, that yeah, we got to pray before we start doing things. <laughs> so how about you? What's what's your story? I would love to hear how maybe your cage got rattled a little bit so that you could get a chance to see God better. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. That's freedom has a lot to do with your dirt. Listening to the Truth Network and TruthNetwork.com. Well, 
freedom has everything to do with dirt today <laughs> on the Christian Car Guy Show. And we're so glad you're here. I'm with my friend Bill Mixon, our Christian insurance guy for years and years and years. And we we're talking about before the show today, Bill, we've done a few Fourth of July shows together. Yes, man. sir. You said a few times I, I was color. on vacation. <laughs> I had color in my hair when we started all this. So did I. <laughs> so we are listening to, if you're wondering about that music and you just tuned in, that is the U.S. Army Field Band. It was recorded in 2017. So encouraging to me. That has over 17 million views on YouTube. And there's a lot of people that still love America and love Jesus. And that's clearly the message there. And we're talking about how these lilies are planted in this very, very uh, rich soil that is, comes from the Valley of Humiliation, where we have a tendency to see a lot of, of death, right? Because if we, to some extent, we have to die to ourselves in order to get there. And we would love to hear your story at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. But I, I also want to mention um, that, oh my goodness, the Jesus Labor Love, which is our car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis, which, you know, I mention every week, is at christiancarguy.com. That's christiancarguy.com, all one great big stream. And we have just had more and more. So as the price of gas goes up, as the pressure inflation hits everybody, you know, single moms that are trying to work two jobs and keep up with the gas and whatever is just really, really, really difficult as they need tires, they need brakes, they need all sorts of things. And so it really ups the, up the situation. But we've also had some really other interesting needs that we've not faced recently. In fact, I got a request from Milwaukee, um, the Milwaukee area this, this week for this poor lady. And I promised that I would talk about it on the air. And, I, you know, it seems like I don't know how God's going to provide it, but I just know that he is. She has two brothers that are both disabled and needed this a, a van, um, you know, one of those that, that has hand controls and that you can get a wheelchair in, right? And they had a $500 one, but one of them is a Vietnam veteran who's, you know, that way because of injuries in the war, but there's something that happened where he couldn't get all his veteran benefits. It's explained there at christiancarguy.com. I put the whole story there. And then his brother is a paraplegic through an illness. And both of them were using this van. They had a van and their van got stolen. And unfortunately they didn't have insurance which you know about that, Bill, right? And it's so, a good thing to have. And they got no way to get to their doctor's appointments. In other words, there's a real need there. And I know that social services can take up. I know all that stuff, but how wonderful would it be if you happen to know somebody in the Milwaukee area who happens to have a handicapped van or something? You know, again, I, I we've got the the pastor that, that called in a couple weeks ago with a need in the eastern North Carolina for the widow um, or maybe it was a, a, no, it was a youth minister and his wife that were really struggling. They need a van. And then there, it's just need after need. Another lady called me this week that, um, oh, what a story she had. And she's got an autistic daughter that needs to get back and forth to the doctor. She needs a car and she's in the triad area of North Carolina. In other words, the needs are just piling up, piling up, piling up, and you can find them all there at christiancarguy.com. And, and so 
you know, as Bill was saying, <laughs> that what he didn't do at the beginning of, of getting that guy in his car with him is the same thing that I often don't do. And so let's just, I mean, if you don't mind, Bill, let's just pray right now for all these needs and even the needs that we don't know, right, of all these people hurting out there, Lord. I, I thank you so much that you gave us just a window of some of the things that you're dealing with, the, the desperate needs that are out there right now. Lord, I pray that you would provide because we know that, that you've got stuff to make this happen, even if it's not through the Jesus, however you want to do it. We are just delighted that we know you're going to do it. And in any way that we can help, Lord, we want to. And so, Lord, Share with us what you would have us do in this need and all these needs that we're facing. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So again, uh, christiancarguy.com, it's a great resource from my perspective <laughs> because it has all the stuff there for the Jesus Labor Love. It has my daily podcast, which I do on the Song of Solomon. And of course, all the different ministries, you know, links to Bill. And if you got a question about insurance or something, you know, we would love to help you out. I mean, that's what that's there for. And um, so, Bill, you wanted to talk a minute about the Founding Fathers and, and something that's been on your heart. Yeah, you can, I've read lots and lots of things about how our Founding Fathers did not believe in Jesus and how they were, some of them were universalist. And, you know, if you get into it, that there's so little truth in those revisionist lines that if you go back and you look, Benjamin Franklin had written some wonderful things late in life on how he believed in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Thomas Jefferson, some people say that he didn't believe Jesus at all, but he took everything in the Bible that Jesus said and put them in one pamphlet and had it mass produced and distributed all over the colonies. He thought so highly of what Jesus said. A lot of things, there's just a small kernel of truth in it till you look at it and find out that all our founders belonged to congregations, that all of them were very deep Christians in one way or another. And we need to remember that in most state constitutions, God's mentioned that our founders just, just didn't want to nail down one particular Christian denomination and that effort not to nail down one specific Christian denomination somehow has been warped into that our nation is supposed to have a separation between church and state, which came from a letter from Thomas Jefferson writing to a bunch of Baptists assuring them that the federal government would ever, never, ever do anything to prevent freedom of religion in a state. And somehow that got turned on its head. 160 degrees. Or 180. 180. You know. It's close. It's just an angle of its head. Yes, yes, yes. Right, right. And so, you know, the beautiful thing is, is, is I've, as I said um, last segment, that the truth is going to march on. I mean, you can do what you want. You, you know, you cannot believe God, but we can assure you that, you know, his faithfulness is unto all generations, right? <laughs> he established the earth and it abideth, I can tell you. And it's going to march on. It's going to yes. It's going to keep on going. And so, you know, on this idea of the parable of parables, right, is, or, you know, it's kind of like the song of songs. When you think about the, the parable of the soils and the fact that Jesus is telling us 
that we, we look at this parable at all parables, and there's some other insightful things that I would love to share with you that are in that. Um, you might remember that the seed that was planted on the wayside, right? You remember what happened? The birds came and they gobbled it, right? And it's, it's an interesting thing that, you know, biblical symbolism is often when they're talking about birds, it also is a comparison of spiritual things that these are angels, messengers, either good or evil. In other words, Satan and his demons come pick up the seeds before they can plant in that soil. Because what happens is, unfortunately, is we think we know what we're doing, and so we're on a path that's got hardened. We've gone that way a hundred times, and so we know we're going to be fine. And we've trodden it down to where it's so hard that it's not plowed up at all. We're, we're going up the mountainside, right? And so out comes the seed, and because we're not willing to accept a new idea because it's just the way we've always done it, then, right, here come these angelic beings, and they're going to take that seed away before it has a chance to sprout, okay? So interestingly, if you follow the Song of Solomon down a few more verses from where we were in the Lily of the Valleys, is it says as there's so much in the Song of Solomon chapter 2 that has to do with timing. You might remember the line that says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and the hinds of the field, do not awaken or stir love before it pleases. You see how the timing is involved in that? And you see when that seed comes down and that, and that ground is hard, timing ain't good. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's fixing to get gone. But Christ comes in this story and twice asks the beloved to arise, my fair one, and come away. And, and when he get, starts to talk about the timing of that, he says the time of the singing birds has come. Now, I want you to think about the time of the singing birds and when there was tremendous singing in heaven. Okay? And, and does that have something to do with spring? Or does that have something to do with the time being right? When the angels, uh, you remember, they might have been saying glory, if I'm not mistaken, in the highest. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. delighted with the double amen. <laughs> it's true. It's true is what the truth is going to keep marching on as, as we see even in this generation. It's so spectacular that freedom has everything to do with dirt as we've been talking about. And as I was closing out that last segment, I don't want to finish that thought. I got a caller we're going to get to in a second is that the time of the singing birds has come, Bill. And so you know, and, and he's talking about love, right? They don't awaken or arouse love until it so pleases. Well, once your soil gets right and once you blossom as a lily, it, it's it's an amazing thing that once the time is right and, and you begin to, to feel God welling up inside of you, you get a chance to rejoice. And other people see you blooming. And, and when they do, 
they're wondering where does that come from in the midst of they know your life, man. Like, wow, that guy went through this or this woman has been through that and the other thing. And yet she still looks so beautiful and she's just blooming. What's up with that? And that, and that makes them that makes them wonder what, how in the world did this happen? And you see the time is right. And so the time of the singing birds has come. You don't think they sang in heaven when you came to Christ, Bill? Well, there was a bell that rang. That's yes, I think every, at some <laughs> get, point there yeah, is unbelievable. So, yeah, I've got Clay is in Durham, and so Clay, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Hey, brother, how are you? I am excited. I love Fourth of July weekend. It's very, very fun. And what you got for us? Well, you know, I heard you and Brother Bill. Well, by the way, God bless both of you for doing this. I heard the, I heard you share and then Brother Bill share earlier, you know, that y'all were trying to help people out. And, I mean, you know, that's what we try to do when, you know, for those that are not as blessed as us. Um, and you try to help them out. And, you know, just it's sad um, when you try to do something like that, you know, what you were sharing, <laughs> Brother Bill was sharing, um, you know, that people are, are deceiving um, or they're deceived. And it talks about that, you know, and, um, you know, there's a lady who's running for Congress um, who talked about that, uh, you know, several weeks ago. And, you know, the the part that's in, in the commandments, it says, thou shalt not bear false witness. And when you, you're trying to help somebody, and I've been doing this study, and it's called The Walk. And part of that study is called Serve. And, you know, I did I did something the other day, got to hear somebody share something called, you know, becoming a servant. And that's what y'all have tried to do. You, you know, you're serving and you're becoming a servant. But when you have people that are deceptive, and, you know, that's part of what, <laughs> how um, the evil one works, um, because, you know, they don't, they, um, I liked it, the, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, how a pastor was talking about, the difference between K-N-O-W and N-O. You know the Lord inside your heart, but you have no Lord because of what you're doing with the way you're doing your life. And, you know, uh, Brother Bill was trying to help this guy out, and, you know, he just was feeling, and this guy's going to say, well, you go any further, this is going to happen. I mean, you know, that's deception. And, you know, it's really sad that you have those people um, I like what Pastor David Jeremiah shared earlier in the week. Um, he, he, it's not three R's, but he went, read the Bible, which is God's great holy word. Write it down if something catches your attention when you read it, and then remember it. And I always know that I, when I tell people about sharing my thing with them, I tell them I love to be digestively fed. Well, you read the Bible. You write it down and you remember it. Remember in your heart, not your head, because it's so important to do stuff like that. When you're taking time to help somebody and serve, be a servant for them, uh, you know, that that's that's how the, the um, fruits of our labor come out. And I just am so thankful that you guys, you know, shared this because it's it's happened to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, actually, I haven't heard anything from my sister in close to six months, and she sent me a text message saying I needed to do this or else. And, you know, she 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 doesn't know the Lord like I do. 
and it's it's really sad. And it, you know, I um, I w- with everything that's going on, I mean, it kind of hurts me. Um, and I'm just thankful that I know I can listen to Truth Radio. I can listen to you. I can listen to Brother Steve. I can, you know, I get to hear Brother Stu later on today. And I get, I get I mean, just so thankful because this no, radio station I, Clay, has, I, been, has I, been a blessing. I appreciate that. And I, and I, I can tell you as, as we deal with the Jesus labor love, and I know Bill knows the same thing that hurting people hurt people. Right. And if somebody doesn't know Jesus, they, they, they feel pain that really I haven't experienced in a long time. And, and, and they are hurting in a bad way and hurt people will hurt you. And so the, the, the beautiful thing about having Jesus as our Savior is you have some place to go with that. They don't have any place to go with it. And, and so all we can be is patient and kind and, and keep flowering and keep, you know, doing what we can do. Of course, you got to protect yourself and, and you don't want to get injured in the process, right? Bill, you don't want to take them. <laughs> that your wife tells you don't do it anymore. You sort of stuck. <laughs> but I can tell you, Clay, that, yeah, that's part of it. And, and the neat thing is so many people were so patient with me back when I was, um, you know, trying to give them a hard time about their faith and, and all that stuff. And I, and I, no doubt I did it. And so, um, I, I'm, I'm with you completely, Clay. Thank you so much for calling. God bless. Have a great holiday. Well, the one thing, brother, I can say is thank you both for doing what you're doing today. Uh, and we're two days away from one of the best holidays in the world, Independence Day, July 4th. And uh, I just know in my heart that it's going to be a tremendous blessing and a God-given thing that we all can enjoy and soak in and be thankful to the Lord for. And, you know, the, the Thank you for sharing what you shared, but I know in my heart, as probably you you and Brother Bill know, we're overcomers. We overcome things because we know we ha- we have the Lord in our hearts, and that's where it stands, and that's where it is, because, I mean, I'm so thankful uh, for that, and I give thanks to the Lord, uh, you know, when I can hear something, and I didn't know, which just read it, write right, it, and remember man. it, and it, hel- <laughs> and it helps soothe your soul. Thanks. Thanks, Clay. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, we still got time. If you want to call in, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And, you know, in, as we're looking at this passage in the Song of Solomon, and we're talking about the time of the sermon, singing birds has come. You know, very interesting, when you get down to the end, she mentions that <clears throat> her beloved feeds among the lilies. Well, one of the neat things that I just want to share with you, if you could actually see all that's in that, is that as as he is feeding among the lilies, he calls her a shepherdess. That's his pet name for her. That's when he calls her her love, his lover. Like, well, you have a pet name for your wife. Well, he calls her a shepherdess. Well, the idea of feeding in Hebrew is the same thing as an idea of a shepherd. So what she's actually saying is he's down there shepherding he's down there feeding the sheep among the lilies if you can follow that the idea is just spectacular when you think about it that where jesus gets fed is by shepherding us i mean how cool is that so, i like that That's a so remember picture. you know slow down jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 33 years and i can't tell you how much i appreciate this 
opportunity to share another 4th of July with you and enjoy your freedom this weekend. This is the Truth Network.